turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Fake news isn't bad enough. We got to have fake weather, too. Yeah, that's uh, one thing for any news outlet to put what qualifies as fake news out there. And, of course, one person's fake news is another person's hard-hitting expose. And depending on your political persuasion, you could probably find plenty of examples of what you consider to be fake news at uh, at all the major TV outlets and local ones, too. But there, there are prime examples out there right now on the coverage of Hurricane Ida. Now, you've seen plenty of reporters out there in the middle of it, um, uh, maybe standing on the shoreline getting ready to be dunked by a major gigantic wave or standing there trying to anchor themselves to the ground as the wind is trying to blow them away. A perfect example was with the Weather Channel over the weekend. Two Weather Channel reporters are um, are standing there leaning into the wind, looking like they're about to become Dorothy in The uh, Wizard of Oz. It's all very dramatic. Boy, they're just really trying to stand up there and getting blown away. But then, as they're doing their stand-ups, some guy walks behind them wearing a T-shirt. And he's on a leisurely stroll watching them do the report. He's walking by, not affected by the wind at all. It's all fake. Not that there's a hurricane. There's a hurricane or that the winds are strong. But they're exaggerating the strength of the wind in order to make for a more dramatic stand-up. Really embarrassing. Uh, There are also some examples of reporters doing the same thing for local TV stations out there that I've seen uh, down there in the area in uh, Louisiana and other places where the hurricane is hitting. It just doesn't get any more fake than that, though. And if the Weather Channel is willing to allow the reporters to embellish the severity of the weather they cover by doing stand-ups that are completely fake, what's the point in watching them? I mean, why are they to be believed? If they'll exaggerate what uh, that, what won't they exaggerate? They're letting their audience know that they're in the panic business and not the news business. And the reporters who faked it, by the way, should be fired that's, uh, and so should their bosses if they knew that they were doing uh, that and they were okay with it, which I'm pretty sure the bosses are aware of it. They really should all be fired if they encouraged it. Is that company policy? I mean, what happened to credibility? Meanwhile, <clears throat> speaking of fake news, Larry Elder has them scared out in California. He might be their next governor, and they can't have that. He's been attacked from all sides by fake news. When we come back, Heather McDonald of the Manhattan Institute will be here to talk about that. She's got some amazing numbers. Stick around. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. 
A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. Offer valid through 831-21. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrustpittsburgh.com. That's windowsrustpittsburgh.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's. So thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Traders, listen up. As life in America starts to return to normal, are you looking for the best trading opportunities? With the current real estate market, the rise of crypto, and the volatility of tech stocks, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text the word MONEY to 813-813 to learn how our technology analyzes over 1 million data points per day. Text the word MONEY to 813-813 so you can learn how to predict market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Whether you're trading stocks, options, Forex, futures, or crypto, Vantage Point's patented artificial intelligence can give you a massive edge. Text MONEY to 813-813 to find out how to maximize your gains. Text the word MONEY to 813-813 to learn how to use the volatility to your advantage. Don't wait. Text the word MONEY to 813-813 now. By texting in, you consent to receive calls, voice, and text messages using automated technology regarding offers by or on behalf of Vantage Point. It's been tough talking to my doctor about constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. I finally laid all my symptoms out there and how they keep coming back. She said I may have irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. We agreed it's time to try something different. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and Call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Visit a doctor in person or online. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1 800 L I N Z E S S. Sponsored by Abby and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Oh, Larry Elder has them scared in California. He's a talk show host who appears on, as a matter of fact, on this very same radio station. 
Uh, he did at least until he decided to run for governor of California, and he's taking some time off for that, obviously. And according to the polls out there, he might win. He's black, and if he were a Democrat, the media would be slobbering all over him, but they're not. Uh, he's having uh, He's been called a white supremacist, uh, and Heather MacDonald of CityJournal.org and the Manhattan Institute uh, has the details on this, and uh, we're going to talk to her in just a second here. Um, but uh, it's, it's not surprising what's happening to uh, Larry Elder out there. He's a black guy, and he's a conservative, and uh, Heather MacDonald joins us now. Heather, thanks for coming on again. I appreciate it. My pleasure, John. Thank you. So well, what are the media coming after him for, other than the fact that he's a black conservative? Well, they're coming after him for telling the truth about uh, what's ailing America's inner cities, which is crime, black criminals, a failure of personal responsibility, and not the police. He wants to save lives by trying to rebut the phony narrative that the police are the biggest threat in inner city communities. Uh, He speaks out for for personal responsibility and self-discipline, and that threatens the left-wing dominance in our culture that has everybody going around genuflecting and, and beating their chests about phantom white racism when that is not the real problem. Yeah. Uh, does his willingness to present the numbers on uh, black crime qualify him as a white supremacist in their eyes, then? Of course. Um, the, the left views crime as a, as a racist fiction. And uh, they, they actually claim that, you know, federally verified crime data is simply wrong, Uh it's just an amazing thing. They obsess about a largely uh, non-existent problem, well, an, an actual non-existent problem, which is an, an alleged epidemic of racially biased police shootings of black men, and are utterly indifferent to the fact that every single day dozens of blacks are killed in drive-by shootings, that there are ch- black children who are gunned down fatally in their beds and front yards and at barbecues and birthday parties. Uh, they say not one word about those, those black deaths because they're killed not by the police, not by whites, but by other blacks. You yeah, cannot uh, talk about that. No, and, and uh, you point out that in your piece um, at uh, cityjournal.org uh, that Los Angeles Times has data that show a black Angelino is 35 times more, this is unbelievable, 35 times more likely to commit a homicide than a white Angelino. I mean, who's arguing with those numbers? I mean, uh, they're right there. What, what's, the, what's the argument against something like that? John, if I had the answer, you know, I, I could sort of pick up stakes and go home. I don't know. The, I put the facts out. I'm so sick of it by now, I have to say. Uh, you know, I try to come up with new ways, and it simply doesn't matter. They, so I don't know where you go. If, if facts don't matter in an argument, there's no point. I, you know, the next stage is, frankly, we either use language or we use force. Uh, you know, we, we try to resolve our, our disputes by persuasion and, and facts and rationality. And if that doesn't work, I don't know where that leaves us. Yeah. And uh, but I mean, the numbers are the numbers. Uh, is this more a media problem or a government problem or both? Uh, the government should, I mean, it's one thing for the media to have an agenda and uh, just, you know, only use the facts that they want to use to make their story more exciting or or prove their point. But how are the, how are the um, 
the government officials, the people in the city, how are they arguing with these numbers? Or are they? They don't. And uh, it's very frustrating to me because police chiefs should be out there in front defending their cops against these phony racism charges. They know or they should know the crime disparities. They know that the police cannot enforce the law without having a disparate impact on blacks. The only way to end disparate impact of law enforcement is to end law enforcement entirely. And that's what a lot of public officials are doing, these progressive prosecutors here in Los Angeles. We have George Gascon. You have Chesa Boudin in, in San Francisco. You have Kim Fox in, in, in Chicago. And they're just declaring that they're not going to enforce a whole range of laws because if they do, they are going to have a disparate impact on black criminals. And the black police chiefs, I'm sorry, just police chiefs generally, should be out there educating the public the public is largely clueless about the disparities in crime uh, because the media refuses to cover, you know, we don't have suspect descriptions being published any longer. We don't have mugshots, all because of race. If there weren't these disparities, you know, we'd be seeing descriptions. We'd be allowed to know, look, be on the lookout for this person who just committed a rape. We're not told that because of the racial disparities. And, and the public officials are just silent because they're cowards. They don't want to be accused of being racist, even though those accusations are completely unjustified. How much of it do you think is they, they actually, and they, you can in, include among they, either the media or the, 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 the politicians, the government uh, officials, how much of it is it because they think that they are uh, doing the black uh, voters, not a voters, I guess just black people, a favor by not pointing it out as, as, uh, as a way of not hurting their feelings? That could be. Uh, they could believe so much that America is, is white supremacist and filled with racists that they don't want to encourage all these white racists in their false ideas. And uh, so they think it's better to, you know, just keep, keep this under wraps. But the problem is the alternative explanation is, oh, well, there's police racism. What happens is when the police are told they're racist for going into minority communities, and engaging in pedestrian or car stops, uh, looking out for suspicious behavior. If the cops are told that's racist, they do less of it. They've backed off across the country. Arrests are down. Stops are down. Cops are going passive. They're going fetal, as, as Rahm Emanuel said in 2015. And when that happens, uh, guess who suffers? Blacks. Mm-hmm. Last year, we're going to see the largest percentage increase in, in homicide in this nation's history. There'll probably be 10,000 black homicide victims, more than all white and Hispanic homicide victims combined, even though blacks are less than 13 percent of the population. Uh, so, you know, you get the, 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 the crime, the homicides, the drive-by shootings in black communities now are out of control. They're spreading. They're spreading into the suburbs. You know, the carjackings are spreading. Shootings are happening in New York City, uh, in, in, in Beverly Hills. It, this, this crime is coming to a neighborhood near you, uh, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to provoke more white flight, not because people are racist, because they don't want to live with crime. Uh, but, but somehow it's, it's better not to talk about reality than to actually have a, a fact-based discourse that might allow us to start getting at the real problem, which is black family breakdown that leads these boys to have no socialization whatsoever. Yeah, and you've done a lot of work on this issue. We're talking to Heather McDonald of City Journal and the Manhattan Institute. Um, 
you've done a lot of work on this issue. We've had you on here to talk about it. Uh, and you've been putting these numbers out there, as you said, for a long time. How hard is it uh, to produce these numbers? I mean, I know you do because you're an investigative reporter and, uh, and someone who works very hard at this. But, I mean, how hard would it be for the rest of the media and for, again, the, the mayors and police chiefs and everybody else to find the same numbers you have? Well, you know, a lot of police departments do not publish their crime data at all on a weekly basis, and many of them do not publish the racial breakdown. The LAP, the Los Angeles Police Department does, the New York Police Department does. So it's getting harder and harder. I think that the public officials are going to try and put all of this out of reach. Nevertheless, the FBI has uniform crime reports uh, that, that are, you know, accessible, and they're at a large basis, as a national basis, but it's out there. And, you know, I, I did some new number crunching for this piece, John, on Larry Elder that's up at City Journal now. And, and I used the Washington Post database on fatal police shootings and uh, the FBI's database on cops who've been killed. And I came up with the, the most stunning number I've, I've seen yet, which is that a police officer is 370 times more likely uh, to be killed by a black than an unarmed black is to be killed by a police officer. The data that I used for that, which is in the piece, is is online. You know, you can do it. You just have to do a lot of of arithmetic and uh, and and have a lot of zeros on your calculator. Mine broke down because it showed that you know those four unarmed blacks who have been killed so far this year. That ratio out of the population of blacks in this country, which is 47 million, has so many zeros after the decimal point that I lost count at some point, and so did my calculator. I only have about a minute left, and I just want to finish up here. That Maybe the most telling item in your piece is that the New York Times had a front-page story about Larry Elder and forgot to mention that he was black and could become the first black governor of California. They forgot to mention that somehow. It's hilarious. If he were if he were a Democrat, the first thing in every news story would be, you know, historic, historic glass ceiling shattering candidacy will be a first black candidate governor. The mainstream media, the New York Times, has not said one word about that uh, because he's black and therefore he doesn't count as black. He's a black conservative and doesn't count as black. And so they put their diversity obsession to a side. But everything else, you know, every single black Democrat who runs, this is the main thing. Elect a black, elect a black, elect or a female, you know. Wow, female power, but not for Larry Elder. Yeah, amazing. Hey, uh, Heather, I'm out of time. I appreciate you coming on, and uh, I, I love the work that you're doing, and I hope to have you on again. Thanks. Thank you, John. Okay, that's Heather MacDonald. And uh, it's the stuff she does is just, it's amazing. Um, and the numbers, as she said, are out there. She's done multiple, multiple pieces on it. And and every one of them, she comes up with numbers that just blow you away. Uh, you heard the numbers she just gave you. A, a black a police officer is 377 times more likely to be killed by a black person than a black person is to be killed by a police officer. Three, not three times or 37 times. 377 times more likely. So you can find the piece at um, city-journal.org. Uh, and I just didn't have 
time with uh, Heather. She couldn't be on for the full segment, but I didn't have time to get into the numbers. But they're just staggering, the numbers, and so obvious. But as I said there at the end, the most amazing thing is that the New York Times, excuse me, the New York Times does a piece on this and uh, does not mention that Larry Elder is black. It, it, there's just no way that that happens if he's if he's a Democrat. So um, that's what we have uh, going on out there in California, and he's got a chance to win. the The last numbers I saw on the recall uh, was that Newsom was behind. No, was behind. Yes, by about a percentage point or two. It's pretty much fifty fifty. And you wonder how many black voters will. I don't think that the, a lot of them are going to see Heather MacDonald's piece at city.org, uh, cityjournal.org. I, I, I don't think that's going to happen. So um, how many of the black voters out there uh, walk around with the idea that, that uh, you know, as LeBron James says, that people are out there, uh, uh, black uh, cops are out there just looking for black people to kill black young black men to kill for no reason it's just it's um it's it's amazing that it, that it's it's still going on and it takes people like heather mcdonald to point it out but as she said she's she's you can hear the frustration in her voice she doesn't know what else she can do how many how many different ways can you point it out and it still comes right back at you from the media and from black lives matter and the and the al sharpens of the world and the lebron james of the world who's an idiot um that uh, that the blacks are being hunted by cops. And Larry Elder, as a black guy who grew up in south-central L.A., and uh, he's out there saying that it's, it's, it's not about the cops. It's about the young black men doing things that get them in trouble with the cops. So we... Uh, you know, we'll see how that goes, but uh, I'm, I'm always glad to have Heather on. hope to have her on again. Meanwhile, uh, in our next segment, we're going to talk about uh, Afghanistan. Apparently, the, uh, the last plane has taken off, and uh, that's over. And, but here's the thing. I mean, you have to, you have to uh, in this case, hear the numbers, because I don't think you can see them. But the numbers, the Taliban's, the Taliban's new arsenal— that they have. Now, just here's what I asked on Twitter today, and you can find me in, on Twitter at Stagger World. Um, I asked the question, what would be the reaction if a an enemy uh, 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 were to, to, um, to sell these weapons to another enemy? Or if someone had made these weapons available to an enemy of ours like the Taliban. Instead, these are the number, these are the, this is the equipment that was left behind and apparently it's there for good now because everybody's gone. This is the Taliban's, just part of it, part of their new arsenal. And you have to hear it to really get the effect of it. Humvees, 22,174. Uh, an M117, which is some kind of a, a, a vehicle that I don't know what it is, but it looks a little bit like a Humvee. A Max Pro mine-proof vehicle, 155 of them. 169 armored personnel carriers, 42,000, 42,000 trucks and SUVs, 42,000, 64,363 machine guns. That's a pretty good force of people rushing you. They're all got, they all have machine guns, and they, there's 64,000 of them. 8,000 trucks. 162,043 radios, 
16,035 night vision goggles and devices, 358,530 assault rifles, 126,002. How do they know this exact number and not know where these are, not able to blow them up? That's an, How do they know that there's exactly 126,295, not 296 or 294 pistols, and they can't find them and, get, and, and blow them up? 176 artillery pieces. Uh, then you got 33 helicopters, the M17, uh, 33 Blackhawk helicopters, 43 MD530 helicopters, uh, four C130 transports. That's a pretty big plane. I think that's one of those planes that you can, you know, you can carry uh, tanks and trucks and you know half of a city on the on the plane. You've got, they got four of those. They have 23 Emperor EMB 314A29 Super Tacano, whatever that is, but it sounds pretty fancy. That's a plane. They got 28 Cessna 208s and 10 Cessna AC 208 strike aircraft. That's just a little list of what the uh, the Americans left behind for the Taliban. And we'll talk to someone who spent some time in Afghanistan about that when we come back. SRN News. I'm John Scott. The White House says the number of evacuees is steadily dropping as the U.S. nears the end of its evacuation efforts in Kabul. Bob Agnew reports. The U.S. evacuated roughly 1,200 people from Kabul early Sunday into early Monday morning. They were spread across 26 U.S. military and two coalition flights. It represents a decline from the day before in which 2,900 people were removed, 6,800 the day before that. In the peak of the evacuation, some 20,000 people a day were leaving Afghanistan. In all, some 120,000 since the end of July, most of them vulnerable Afghans. The State Department said as of Sunday, some 250 Americans were still in the country hoping to get out. Bob Agner reporting. After Ida rumbled through the state, about 2 million Louisiana residents now without power. It could take weeks before it's restored. The Dow is down nine points, but the Nasdaq up 152. This is SRN News. <laughs> hey, Dad, what are you doing? Oh, hi, son. I thought I'd sing for the Legacy Box commercial. No, Dad, I want you to talk about Legacy Box, how it's the best way to digitize your family's home movies and photos. But there's no extra charge for singing. Thank you, but people need to understand that we can take old photos, VHS tapes, even film, and transfer them to DVD, thumb drive, or a digital download. Our trained technicians digitize everything by hand right here in the U.S., Don't worry, I'll cover all that. Legacy Box, Legacy Box, the best way to digitize home movies and photos so that they aren't lost. Proud of my son and his Legacy Box. Time's almost up. From sea to shinings. Mike Gallagher is getting tired of getting pushed around. This is the whole debate about vaccines in a nutshell. You could take data and make a decision based on what is best for you and your family. But to Rachel Maddow and to the New York Times and to CNN, that's not enough. you got to do it their way. It's their way or the highway. There's a lot I don't know. I can tell you one thing I do know. She doesn't know any more than anybody else does. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 9, right before Dennis Prager at noon on AM 1250. The Answer. Thank you. 
Looking for some extra income? Get competitive pay and flexible hours as a school bus driver with A1 Transit, providing safe, reliable, affordable transportation throughout the tri-state since 1989. Perfect for retirees, this fun family-run company offers free CDL classes and a sign-on bonus. Must be 24 years or older to apply and must complete a background check. A1 Transit in Verona. To apply in person, call 412-781-6170. That's 412-781-6170. Hi, this is Dennis Prager. Demand for Indian motorcycles is at an all-time high, but due to COVID-19, supply is very limited. To ensure you have your Indian motorcycle, it is best to reserve now. To help you in deciding which motorcycle to reserve, Indian Motorcycle of Pittsburgh is bringing the factory demo truck to Pittsburgh Tuesday, September 14th and 15th. Call today to reserve a ride appointment. Visit pitcycles.com. Indian Motorcycle of Pittsburgh in Warrendale next to Jurgles. Always wear your helmet and never drink and ride. Why Doing It Right Roofing, Siding, and Remodeling? As an Owens Corning Roofing Platinum Preferred Contractor, it's simple. It's in their name. They're doing it right, and it's what you'd expect as a homeowner and what they intend to deliver. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. Want it done right? Call Doing It Right. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Hi, I'm Debbie Childress, director of the Grayson County Alliance, a food pantry in rural Kentucky. Thanks to a local farmer, we recently received a $2,500 donation from America's Farmers Grow Communities, sponsored by the Monsanto Fund, a philanthropic arm of Bayer. As a result, we expanded a classroom where we teach families about nutrition and personal finance. I encourage all farmers to enroll for a chance to direct a $2,500 donation to a local nonprofit. Visit growcommunities.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Inbound Parkway North looks like some heavy delays between Reedsdale Street and the Fort Pitt Bridge. Inbound Crosstown Boulevard slowing Center Avenue down to Liberty Bridge. Outbound 28 heavy from Route 8 to the Highland Park Bridge, close to a 10-minute delay, and your ramp to that bridge is shut down for construction. Parkway East solid inbound County Jail to Fort Pitt Bridge. Outbound heavy from Bates Street to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. Flash flood watch at effect from late tomorrow night through late Wednesday night. For tonight, a thunderstorm or two around early, otherwise rather cloudy and humid, low 67. Mostly cloudy, humid tomorrow, a shower or two in the afternoon, high 77. Rain from tropical rainstorm Ida, heavy at times late tomorrow night through the day on Wednesday. Rainfall totals expected to average 2 to 4 inches, locally higher amounts possible, which will lead to flooding. Low tomorrow night, 64, the high Wednesday, 70. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, here's the um, here's what they're saying over there in Afghanistan right now. This is from the Taliban, and this is their uh, Twitter feed. They they're allowed on Twitter, of course. Donald Trump is not, but uh, this is the official Twitter account of the Taliban in Afghanistan. Uh, as the uh, well, here's what it says: The last American soldier left Kabul, Kabul airport at 9 p.m. Afghan time tonight, and our country gained full independence. Thank God and blessings. That's what the uh, Taliban Twitter account said. And uh, they are allowed to tweet all they want. Donald Trump not allowed on Twitter. Uh, Steve Rogers is a former U.S. Navy officer in the Office of Naval Intelligence. And uh, he knows a little bit about what's uh, terrorism. He was on the uh, he supported the FBI's National Joint Terrorism Task Force in Washington. Uh, Steve, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks. 
Well, thanks so much. And, you know, I, I want to tell you that in World War II, I guess Twitter would be charged with uh, aiding and abetting, don't you think? I would guess so. That might work. Yeah. Um, but i got to ask you, just uh, right off the top of your head, uh, if, from an intelligence standpoint, I, just before uh, I took the break, uh, you know, the last commercial break, I went down the list of equipment that was left. I, I, I don't have a better word. Material. I don't know what you want to call it. Planes, guns, uh, tanks, Humvees, all the stuff that they left there. It's an unbelievable number of uh, amount of stuff that, that that has been left there now officially as the last plane took off. And and, and they have it. They they. I, I mentioned that the number of guns they have. They have it down to the single gun that uh, a pistol that they said. You know the number of pistols they had it down to the exact number. If they know the exact number of pistols that are left there, how are they still there? And how are they not, even if it was, as stupid as it was to leave the stuff behind, and, you know, we can get into that about just the, the, uh, the, how much they failed in the whole withdrawal um, strategy. But if they know all that stuff is there to that degree of, of uh, accuracy, how do they not know where it is and how do they not blow it all up? Well, look, we've been lied to and misled by President uh, Biden and by the uh, chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley. Uh, This is at his doorstep, too. John, I spent 25 years of my life with military intelligence, and I've never seen such a catastrophic failure of either our national security agencies or the White House or both. You're absolutely right. We know where everything is, where it's stored, what type it is. And we also know, believe me, I believe for the most part, we know where most of our Americans are. So uh, we've been uh, uh, misled and lied to, and uh, I believe for all political reasons. And it's astonishing what has happened to this country. Yeah, uh, but um, how, how hard would it – I mean, I've said this on the air, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I know that I'm not an expert on this by any means – but, I mean, don't we have satellite uh, capabilities that you know, they can read my license plate number from space? How does a, how does a, um, uh, how do 22,174 Humvees survive without uh, one of those rockets coming from somewhere and blowing it up? Well, look, you're absolutely right. We, we, not only satellites, but we do have uh, records, computerized records, data banks. I mean, all this stuff is accounted for, believe me. Uh, and uh, we also have human intelligence sources or had on the ground. It would have been, again, it was a messed up uh, backwards uh, evacuation. Our troops should have been evacuated after we secured our embassy and after we secured our civilians. And then we should have bombed the living daylights out of our equipment. That's the way it's supposed to be done. For whatever reason, and I hope to God we found out why it wasn't done that way, we, the United States government, uh, uh, vis-a-vis Joe Biden, gave our enemies an air force, an air force bigger than the Australian Air Force. And uh, just an example here, radios, 162,043. They know it down to that that number, not 42 or 44, 162,043 radios. Um and and what are the what are uh, the radios are uh, minor detail compared to this other stuff? But what where is this stuff going to end up? I mean, where where are those twenty two thousand Humvees that we left there going to end up? Well, I think a few places to begin with. It'll end up in their uh, uh, field uh, commanders. All right. I mean, look at the Taliban is not yet an organized army, but they'll sell some of it to Al Qaeda, ISIS, and all up in the hands of terrorists. But the more complicated stuff, which I'm concerned about. Perhaps some of the sophisticated equipment on the helicopters will end up in the hands of the Chinese communists. 
Uh, so uh, a, a lot has been compromised. And uh, look, I remember, uh, although I didn't live in World War II back then, but we all studied that the Japanese bought all our steel uh, and they gave it back to us at Pearl Harbor. Well, same thing here. Uh, Taliban uh, was given uh, a lot of sophisticated equipment. And unfortunately, I fear we're going to get it back, but in a very serious, horrible way. Well, would a str- if 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 someone else were to take over and be, I mean, if we had a, a new commander in chief starting tomorrow morning, might he uh, look at this as a priority to find out where this equipment is headed and do his best to? I know that we've left there, but still figure out a way to blow it up. Well, yeah, uh, I'm sure without a doubt. Uh, and look at uh, let's not be too. Um, uh, thinking that uh, another country can do that for us. Another country that's threatened uh, by some of that equipment that may fall in the hands of terrorists, uh, they may just go after this stuff, too. Uh, There's a lot of intelligence information that's shared around the the world, and uh, my guess is some of our uh, friends have the information that they need to take care of business. If If the White House is so weak they can't do that, somebody else that is threatened may very well do it for us. I think they gave the number as uh, 250 Americans left there as, as when the last plane took off. As much as we don't want to compare human life to equipment, uh, and we do want to get those 250 people out of there somehow, uh, is is enough being said about the equipment? And is that is that a is that even a bigger problem than? I know it's not a bigger priority, but down the road, is it a bigger problem? that this equipment is, is out there than, than uh, the number of people that are left there? Well, yes, it is, because a lot of that equipment may end up in the hands of terrorists that are coming here. Uh, we, we, there's a lot of um, ways of getting uh, guns into this country, uh, bomb-making equipment. Uh, in addition to that, there are other uh, little minor wars going on around the world, Somalia and other places where there's terrorist acts. So, uh, unfortunately, they have a lot of equipment now that they didn't have before that's going to kill Americans. And uh, like I said, some of that equipment may end up here and used by terrorists. And this vetting process, I don't believe, ever happened effectively and efficiently. So have some problems, especially coming across that Mexican border. Yeah, as, as someone, and we're, we're talking to Steve Rogers, uh, Lieutenant Steve Rogers, uh, former U.S. Navy officer in the Office of Naval Intelligence, um, is... <laughs> Uh, how much vetting could they possibly have done when you see the pictures of how many people they're jamming onto those planes? And uh, is, I mean, is it just is it is it potluck? I mean, how how are we going to even know who's coming into the country now? Well, we'd have to ask the Taliban because uh, Joe Biden gave them the authority to vet some of those people coming into within the perimeter. Now, once they pass the Taliban's test, uh, by the way, where I understand a lot of Americans were were blocked. Uh, they're uh, sent to a Marine, a 20-year-old kid, a 25-year-old kid who's going to look at some papers and make sure there's no weapons uh, on this person and let them on. That's how it's being done. There's no effective, efficient vetting. They got rockets coming down on the uh, airport. They got to get those people out of there. So they say now when they get here, they'll vet them. But when they get here, maybe some of them are going to find a way to get away from those uh, camps that they're going to. Well, and the the guys who... uh, uh did uh, the damage on uh, 9-11 20 years ago, uh, didn't, they had visas, did they not? They did, and you're right, boy. You, you nailed something very interesting. And I suppose they were vetted too, right? They had visas. So uh, they were thoroughly, quote-unquote, thoroughly checked out and uh, were brought into the country. So could you imagine right now the uh, uh, opportunity that al-Qaeda, 
ISIS, ISIS-K, and the Taliban have to set up terrorist attacks here. Yeah, and what? how does this tie in with what's, uh, what used to be the southern border that no longer seems to exist? Well, when I was at the FBI National Joint Terrorism Task Force, we kept an eye on that border. And our greatest concern was uh, terrorists uh, crossing that border and coming into our country and launching, I mean, really devastating attacks. And credit to the FBI, the CIA, national security agencies and military, a lot was prevented. A lot the American people don't know was prevented. This time around with this administration, it's out of control now. Could you imagine what's going to happen again when the refugees really start to come across that border? Uh, It's really dangerous. They yet jeopardize the White House. The Pentagon jeopardized our national security, not only short term, but long term. Yeah. And um, some serious people out there are are saying that they think that this 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 total fiasco that we are now witnessing the end of, I guess, at least the beginning of the end of it, um, was purposeful. That the only way you could you could explain such ineptitude was that they wanted it to happen this way. Are you buying any of that? Well, I got to tell you, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know now. I would never buy something like that. I could never imagine any of our military involved in something like this. But when you put some of these pieces together, uh, I've got to tell you, it makes you wonder what on earth was going on here. So I'm not going to commit myself to say yes, because I don't have evidence. But, boy, it's close to it. Uh, there's enough information that we see happening that is really uh, – uh, not right. There's something wrong here. And that's why hopefully the Senate, the Congress, somebody will look into this. And how do how is it that nobody's been fired yet? Well, unfortunately, the only person fired was a lieutenant colonel in the Marine. Right. And called out his commanders. I look, I've launched a, a, a petition uh, to uh, have uh, General Milley fired and we're getting a lot of signatures. And uh, he should go. He's a, in charge of the military, uh, and he took no responsibility, as did Joe Biden take no responsibility. Can't remove the president right now. Maybe an act of Congress will. But we could, as American people, stand up, I think, for the first time in history and have a vote of no confidence in the command leadership of General Milley, Chairman Joint Chiefs of Staff. Yeah, you think he should be fired? Yes, sir. I think he should be fired. He's in charge of the military. He should have had the guts and courage that that lieutenant colonel did and stand up. And although he, Joe Biden's the commander in chief, he should have said, look, I, I don't buy this. We've recommended not to do this. But you know what? There's no general patents left. That's what we need. What is the, the, the biggest mistake that the military made here? And, and you can start with uh, the general. Well, to kowtow to politicians. That's what they did. They, they, you'd never see this happen in World War II. I know you got to obey your commander-in-chief. I was in the military, but there are times you got to make command decisions. So these were political decisions, and the, the, the worst thing is to go in front of the American people at a press conference and just uh, uh, skip around the hard questions and uh, uh, tacitly support the administration. I, I saw those press conferences. I saw those generals. And I felt that in my heart they were not uh, agreeing with what the president did. They should have come out and said, look, we, we can't stand by this. And um, what if the, 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 the this thing this thing happened so quickly? Uh, are you buying that they were surprised by this? Absolutely not. Again, I go back to my experience. We have the most effective, efficient national security apparatus and intelligence collection systems in the world right here in the United States, they had to know where the Taliban fighters were. They had to know that it would take six to nine days and not uh, six to nine months. If they didn't know, I've got to tell you, 
that we are in so much trouble in this country with regard to any future actions by countries like China that I fear what could happen to us. I don't buy it at all. I think they knew they, they, they just massively screwed this thing up badly because of political reasons. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get at here, Steve. If, if they knew, then how could it possibly happen unless they wanted it to happen? Well, if they knew, you're right. It seems that way. But the commander in chief is the commander in chief. And uh, the chain of command says he is the final authority on all actions. So uh, I've got some information that he was advised by some commanders not to do this. He overrode that. And uh, bingo, they obeyed their orders. And that's that. But when you're obeying orders, knowing that there's going to be loss of life, I've got the question, well, who the heck is, 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 is obeying these orders? Sometimes you've got to be a man or a woman in command, and you've got to stand up and say, I don't buy this. And what about the, uh, as, a, as a military guy, uh, we had this general spending time just a few weeks ago telling us about how woke he wanted the, the, the military to become. And uh, maybe they should have, maybe their focus was, maybe they were distracted a little bit by the stupidity. Well, I got to tell you, I did address that, and I think it was General Milley again. Uh, you know, our, our, our troops are in classrooms learning how to be woke and politically correct and be nice, and the Taliban is planning to kill us. So the military uh, in this country has shifted from being war fighters to being uh, peacemakers, and we're supposed to be war fighters. Our young men and women who died in Afghanistan didn't die in vain. They are all heroes, every single one of them, and they did not surrender. Their political and military leadership surrendered. And, and they need to know that, that we're proud of them. But this woke issue, it's got to go away. If that don't go away, then our military is going to go away. I got less than a minute to go with Steve Rogers. Uh, what is Campaign for America? You're president of Campaign Number 4 America. What is that? Yeah, yes, Campaign for America is an organization we put together. We're going around the country campaigning for our country, uh, trying to bring back those conservative values. So we tell people our candidate is the American flag. Let's rally behind that flag and get back to where we were years ago, and that was a united country uh, that, that will stand for the values in which our nation was founded upon. So it's campaign, the number four America.com. Hey, Steve, I appreciate you coming on. Good stuff, and uh, we'll see where this goes. I think it's the beginning of the end, or maybe it's the end of the beginning. I don't know. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank All right, you. thank you. We'll be right back. My friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help you get the best sleep of your life, and he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft, breathable, but extremely durable, and Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors, and Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you'll get 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets. You'll receive a set for as low as $49.99. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code STAG. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper and so much more. Call 1-800-716-8087. Use the promo code STAG. Go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code STAG. 
Sun's out and shades are in. Get your home summer ready with custom window treatments from Blinds.com. Get a high-end look without the high-end price on our most popular outdoor shades. And transform your backyard into the perfect weekend oasis with light-filtering shades that help block UV rays without obstructing your view. Plus, right now, we're offering up to 35% off everything, making it a breeze to upgrade any room in your home, indoors or out. With over 25 million blinds sold and 35,000 five-star reviews, there's a reason why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window treatments in the world. Whether you do it yourself or have them handle the install from start to finish, Blinds.com makes ordering custom window treatments online easy with free shipping and a 100% guaranteed perfect fit. Sunshine and barbecues are in the forecast. Upgrade your backyard and window treatments with Blinds.com today and enjoy your new view all summer long. Visit Blinds.com today to shop up to 35% off site-wide. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. Football is back, and so is tailgating. Whether it's Friday Night Lights, Saturday College, or Pro Sundays, Solaire Portable Infrared Grills set up fast and heat up quickly. Only three minutes to searing hot temperatures, just like the big backyard Solaires. The Solaire Grills will make you the master of the tailgater with the juiciest, most flavorful food in the parking lot. The fast grilling times leave you more time to talk up your team. And they cool down fast so you won't miss a minute of the game. The Solaire Anywhere and Solaire Everywhere portable infrared grills are perfect for any grilling on the go, from picnics to camping, RVs to boating, but especially tailgating. And they're made in the USA with the confidence of a 100-year-old family business. Amaze your tailgating friends with Solaire infrared grills. Learn more about these fantastic grills at besthotgrill.com. That's besthotgrill.com. BestHotGrill.com. People do some pretty cool things in their 40s and 50s. Why should saving for retirement be any different? I mean, they go back to college, learn new instruments, start skateboarding. Okay, maybe that one's not for everybody, but saving for retirement is. With aceyourretirement.org, you can get on track with your retirement savings no matter your age. Just have a three-minute chat with Avo, the friendly digital retirement coach from AARP. You'll get personalized recommendations based on your input that are easy to understand and work with your lifestyle. It's quick, easy, and free. Plus, it's sponsored by AARP, so you know they got your back. Gnarly move, Dad. Thanks, sweetie. So wherever you are in your retirement savings journey, head to aceyourretirement.org and start chatting with Avo today. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Hey, remember Major? That would be the dog, Major, Joe Biden's dog, German Shepherd. Remember back in March, uh, he had to, he was banished from the White House because he bit somebody. And, uh, you know, it wasn't a big deal, but they made, the media made a big deal about Joe having a dog, and Major became a star, and everybody loved him and all that stuff. Well, it turns out that uh, back in March, uh, Jen Psaki, when we was asked about that, said, Major had been surprised by an unfamiliar person and reacted in a way that resulted in a minor injury, and she led people to believe that, you know, it was just one incident, and he was he bit a, bit somebody. Uh, but then uh, Judicial Watch <laughs> did some searching, and it came out that um, 
the, the documents show that uh, Major had a little bit of a problem. It says here he bit Secret Service agents, Secret Service agents, or White House visitors every day. For eight days between March 1 and March 8th, they had a rabid, not rabid, but they had a vicious dog. They should have had a sign out there that said, beware of the dog in the Oval Office. Uh, and they lied about it. They, you know, it's not a big deal. They got, you know, the dog was moved into the White House and, uh, you know, it's a strange place and it's a German Shepherd and they can be uh, very uh, protective and so, yeah, he bit a couple of people, but they can't even tell the truth about that. He bit eight, eight people in eight days, and now he's in Delaware somewhere, and they lied about it. That just gives you an idea of how much you should believe of anything these people tell you. We'll talk about it to, uh, some more tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.